Blog Talk Radio. Riding through this world all alone. God takes your soul. You're on your own. The crow flies straight, a perfect line. On the devil's bed until you die. Quote unquote guardian angel, 
uh, watching over him because Mike Anthony was not under contract. However, we had Joey Britt come out there. He said, you may not be under contract now, but when we leave this ring, we'll write you up one. And on top of that, uh, you've got a title shot. So, I mean, yeah, Mike Anthony mm-hmm. does have the right to say he's the uh, the uncrowned champion of ASWF. And, I mean, he just came back after after a few months of, of being gone. And, I mean, the ring rust didn't show at all. Absolutely. You know, the guy looked like he hadn't been uh, – hadn't missed a step in the ring and had never missed a day. The guy was uh, in shape, and he was still – you know, as deadly as ever with that cutter maneuver. And, you know, that matchup was very reminiscent of what happened at the anniversary show. I hearken back to that when the uh, when Mark Wolf was getting ready to, little to our knowledge, become the ASWF champion at the end of the night, but he was put down by Mike Anthony in four seconds on that night. So, I mean, it's a situation where Mark Wolf, he can, you know, he put out this video on Facebook this morning on the ASWF page saying, you know, that Mike isn't ready for him. He's been dominant. And he's right. Really, Mark Wolf has been absolutely dominant in Mike Anthony's absence while he was, as Mark states, making B-movies, um, Mike really, or Mark has been dominant in his absence. You know, he put down his number one ranked challenger, Steve-O, at Fight for Freedom. He's put down everybody that the ASWS put in front of him for that ASWF championship. And it seems like he may have met his match here with Mike Anthony. And the dude's got very little, if I'm being honest, the dude's got very little chance, I believe, of walking out of the Valiant Arena with the ASWF championship this Saturday night. Well, I mean, uh, like you said, given the amount of time these two have spent in the ring together over the last few months, I mean, from the anniversary show to uh, to this last show we had, I mean, he, you know, you would think he would have been prepared uh, for Mike Anthony again. Should should something like that have come up? Because as as a champion, you're at the top of the mountain, and you have to be prepared to overcome every challenge. And I mean, if he's if he's fought Mike Anthony four times now, you you would think he would have been a little better prepared just for uh, even even the surprise return of Mike. Absolutely. I mean, and that's a situation where you know when Mike Anthony stepped out of that curtain. It looked like Mark Wolf had seen a ghost. He thought he buried that problem, you know, back in April. He thought it was all over, and sure enough, you know, the ghosts of the, his past, the demons of his past, reared their ugly head. And now, after signing the most lucrative deal in ASWS history, and I know that has to stick in Brad, Mr. 99% Bad Brad's crawl a little bit, after signing Josh Gross to what was at the time the most lucrative deal, that didn't last very long. Joey Britt signs Mike Anthony to the most lucrative deal in ASWF history, and I've got to say, well-deserved. And not only on top of that, financially was it the most lucrative, now Mike Anthony has a shot at 
the ASWF championship that pretty much, you know, if if history repeats itself, Mike Anthony is going to become the ASWF champion this Saturday night in pretty short order. And, you know, the prominence of dominance will be right back on top of his, on top of the mountain there in the ASWF and the era of dominance will return. Oh, yeah, but how long will that era of dominance live, though? I mean, because we also have the the truly crowned number one contender in Steve-O. I mean, he, he may have lost his match to Mark Wolf, but he came back after, and after a hellacious fight in the Battle Royal, the Rumble for Freedom, he he won it, and he won a title match. So, I mean, you know, that, that's one thing we also have to look out for is we have Steve-O. So could could we see potentially see uh, Mark Wolf and Steve O again, or will we see Steve O and the prominence of dominance Mike Anthony? And that'll be very interesting to see something going forward. I mean, I would definitely feel like Mike Anthony versus Steve O would be a all out brawl. It would be a physical and amazing contest for the ASWF Championship. And, I mean, I've known Mike Anthony for the better part of four years now. Mike Anthony isn't going to back down from a challenge, especially not somebody that is bigger than him, uh, somebody that is, uh, you know, stronger than him. Mike Anthony is going to look at that as a challenge, and he rises to these challenges. I've seen that man on back-to-back shows when he was the ASWF champion prior to this in the original era of dominance reign. He managed to, you know, beat six different competitors on two different shows. He won one fatal four-way, and then at the next show, he managed to do it again and retain his championship at all costs. This gentleman has one laser focus, and it's to be number one in the ASWF and to become the ASWF champion. And, I mean, what can you say about a man... uh... What can you say about a man who has that kind of laser focus? I mean, when when you are at the top of the food chain and you got to fight your way back up it again, I mean, and your focus is getting right back to the top, I mean, you're willing to go through everything in between. So, I mean, with with that being said, you know, I think Mike Anthony's chances are looking good to uh, on his rise to the top again, but. Uh, again, we we can't discount Mark Wolf uh, because he may pull something out of the bag uh, that we don't even know about because we've well, seen him know, retort inter- to. Uh, sorry, we've seen him retort to tactics to defend that title. So I mean, why not? And the interesting thing to watch here is. Mark Anthony is slowly sneaking up on Mike Anthony's combined days as ASWF champion, slowly creeping up on becoming one of the longest reigning ASWF champions in the history, in the 19-year history of the company. And that's something to watch. Will Mike Anthony be able to, you know, he's not only going after another reign at the ASWF title, but he's looking to kind of defend his reign and not let Mark Wolf supplant him as one of the longest reigning ASWF champions in history. 
Well, the thing about it is, I mean, those that win wars write history. I mean, and champ, same thing with champions. And I mean, you know, to become one of the longest reigning champions in ASWS history, it, it's a big deal. And I mean, as you said, Mike Anthony's had a had many combined reigns as uh, as the ASWF world champion. So I mean, for Mark Wolf in just this single reign to to rise up and have have the lengthy title run he's had as of late, a successful title run as of late. I mean, anything can happen. Right, and with all oh. these challengers coming up, uh, coming up on and rising up in the uh, ranks, you know, we have Steve-O. Like you said, we have Steve-O. We have individuals like uh, Insane Shane. The nocturnal flame Leo Keegan is want, looking to stake his claim at the ASWF championship. Everybody wants to be number one. And a lot of people have said it's easier to become champion than it is to defend the title. And that's something else to watch going forward. Mark Wolf has, you know, escaped by the skin of his teeth sometimes. It'll be interesting to see if he's able to escape this one as it looks like it's going to be his biggest challenge since becoming the ASWF champion. Absolutely. I can't agree with you more on that. And uh, As you said, don't lie. 0-4, you can't, you can't really top that. The only thing to do as a champion is if you were 0-4 against somebody, is step it up because that that next number you lose by could be that last your uh, could be that number that seals your fate. Absolutely, and we do. We mentioned it earlier. He was going to call in. He has a statement prepared, ladies and gentlemen. Mister Ninety Nine Percent is on the uh, hold, so we're going to go to him directly right now. Mr. 99%, the floor is yours. I want to know what that video is about. I mean, Brad, somebody is going to give me some answers. I I don't know anything. Uh, We talked about it earlier on Facebook. The ASWF Board of Directors is currently investigating. I mean, you've been asking me this all day, Brad. I, I don't know any answers. I We've seen the video. Uh, I don't know what it means. I mean, Cody, do you have any idea? I have not a clue. I mean, it's it's a, it's a scary thought. It's scary what, what's going on. Um, I mean... As opposed to, to uh, how do I say it? I, I lost my train of thought. What I was going to say, uh, Bad Brad, could you? You give lost us a little, your, give us your exact thought. thought. Let me tell you something. Why don't you try? Just, just try. Because it's really it's hard to fathom. Why don't you try every waking minute? Every single day, dealing with doors opening, sounds that come from nowhere. And I've got an idea of who I think it might be. 
but without concrete evidence. I'm not going to throw that out there. But try. You lost your thought on a simplistic radio show. Are you kidding me? See, I don't think either one of you understand exactly what's been going on. I have proof that I will bring to the Valiant Arena, and hopefully with a little opportunity, if I make it to Saturday, I'm going to show everybody exactly the hell that I've been going through. But like Winston Churchill said, if you're going through hell, keep going. We're going to get through this, and we're going to accomplish what we set out to do. I brought a guy like Josh Cross in, a guy that was slighted by the company, was screwed over by Ricky Rowland, and he's ready. I'm ready, I think. I don't know, and that's just the problem. I don't know anymore what's reality, what is fiction. I I just don't know. I mean, the body and the mind do a lot of things when sleep deprivation kicks in. And so I just don't, I mean, I haven't been home in over a week. Um, Fortunately, you know, I was blessed financially to be able to, to stay on the run but I don't understand why I have to be on the run. I've done nothing wrong here. Um, I don't know if it's a crazed fan. I don't know if it's someone inside the ASWF. I don't know if it's Joey or Ricky or hell, it could be even either one of y'all. I just, I don't know. Well, as you well, said, I think, you know, sleep dep- sorry, Michael, sleep deprivation does play tricks on your mind. I mean, Brad, what exactly are you running from if it is the sleep deprivation talking? Well, let me tell you something. I've been asked this question time and time again, and I don't appreciate it. I'm not lying. I'm not crazy. And I'll be honest with you, I've gone through a hell of a lot worse than what I'm going through now. And my mental faculties are still there. So if y'all want to keep calling me a liar and y'all want to do the rest of this crap, then I'll show you Saturday. Other than that, this conversation is done. And there goes Mr. 99%. Just like that, as soon as he gets on the air, he's gone. But, I mean, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen, right there from him. The man sounds ragged. And, I mean, I'm not sure what it is. You know, I've heard whispers. I've heard – I'm just not sure. I I don't know what to – I've never seen the co-commissioner act like this. I've never seen the co-commissioner literally scared. I mean, right now, I mean, even for him to to get off the line as quick as he does, he did. I mean, it kind of makes you wonder, is he starting the running again, or is, you know. Um, I mean, he's saying he feels like his mind's playing tricks on him, like he doesn't know what's what's real and what, what's fiction. I mean, you, you know, we've seen the video, but, I mean, we don't, we don't understand. Has he, has he gone mad? He sits there and he... He says the that he's not crazy, but I mean, you know, who knows? Um, 
All I know is he, he did mention lucrative deals, and he he talked about not being able to sleep. And, I mean, if he's working around the clock to keep himself busy, what exactly is he afraid of if he's been through worse? I, and see, you know, I guess maybe we're going to get the answer to that question on Saturday. Um, he says he has proof of something. I Maybe he's done his own investigative work and he thinks he knows what's going on. But, you know, I don't know what's going on. But I know he did mention Saturday. He mentioned that he's got proof. I'm not sure what it's going to include or what it's going to entail. But the man says he has proof, I guess. I mean, you know, but here's the deal. What good is that proof if he doesn't make it to Saturday? As he said, if he makes it, I mean... The thing about Bad Brad is you never know when he's going to show up anywhere uh, when he makes his presence known. But, again, if he doesn't make it to Saturday, what good is not being there to have proof? It's almost like having no proof, if you will. And I mean, if he's not there Saturday, whatever proof he's had, I mean, if he doesn't make it, People are going to think, well, he's he's out there fabricating the truth to to bend the narrative in in his favor. Uh, you know, that's what a lot of these people think. Um, but I mean, speaking of of bad Brad, uh, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about one of the most lucrative deals that he inked a contract on with the original misfit Josh Cross. We've seen his return after after being uh, what Brad was saying shunned from the company uh, by Rock and Ricky, and he came out uh-huh. and what did he do? He he attacked the Suicide King Ray Ray, and I mean the way they describe that contract, it's ironclad. He can be as violent as he wants. He can't even get fired. He's untouchable. Uh. Right. I mean, but I mean, remember when Brad mentioned that while we're talking about uh, Josh Cross, while Brad mentioned that there can be no disciplinary action against the original misfit, and you know, Josh mentioned the word violence, and that kind of you literally saw the light bulb go off in Joey Britt's head, and he said, You said violence, and that brought on the suicide king, Ray Ray. Uh, you know, Ray Ray says he's not – if Brad is going to inject poison into the veins of the ASWF, then he's going to be the antidote. And he's going to be the first member of Team ASWF. I, I definitely can tell you this. Brad may have made a technical – tactical error, excuse me, not a technical error. He may have made a very tactical error in going – against the Suicide King in this case. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, is we've seen it. There's nothing 
Ray wouldn't do to get to get a victory. But the guy, he's you got to kill him before you beat him. And the thing is, is you can't. How do you? What can you do to a man that he hasn't already done to himself? That being said, I mean, you know, with, with him being the suicide king, there, there's danger anywhere. I mean, he is the walking definition of danger, a danger to himself and a danger to his, to his opponent. However, if we're going to talk about Josh Cross and being as violent as he wants and the suicide king, Let's talk about the impressive debut of uh of well now former ASWF referee D Mike. I mean he stepped up to challenge Josh Cross and I say he he put that up a pretty good fight. We've seen the debut come from him that we haven't seen come out of anybody in a long time. It was very impressive. Absolutely. I mean, the athleticism. And, you know, D-Mike had that match well in hand for quite a while. Uh, Mr. 99% even had to resort to some tactics that the fans didn't enjoy uh, for the original Misfit to be able to pull off the victory in that case, uh, to win that contract, that lucrative contract that Bad Brad pulled off and, you know, a lot of people are angry with how much, you know, a lot of people are angry that Josh Cross is back in the fold. And I will confirm, you know, Rock and Ricky, the co-commissioner Joey Britt, they're not happy that Josh Cross is back in the ASWF. I can confirm that Bad Brad is right on that case. But the thing is, you know, they gave him an opportunity, and you got to give it to him. Now he has his ironclad contract, but in him getting that ironclad contract, he runs into the Suicide King. You got to wonder how long that ironclad contract is going to be valid for if he's on the shelf. Well, I mean, exactly. And, I mean, you got to define on the shelf because, I mean, if, if the Suicide King was to injure him, yeah, it's going to put him on the shelf. But... No disciplinary action against him can be taken. He can't be fired if he's on the shelf. I mean, that that contract is just ironclad. And I'm pretty sure with a guy like Bad Brad writing out that contract, I bet he took it to every lawyer he knew to try to find every loophole in that contract that they couldn't, they couldn't find one. I mean, that's – I mean, with a contract like Josh Cross's, especially in – in the wrestling industry. I mean, you can't beat that. Well, uh, and I mean, I got to give it to them. You were there the day at the offices. You mentioned that you got a tour of the offices when you were called in front of the disciplinary board. You uh, you got a tour of the offices, and you saw the lawyers there. They were. They were coming over Josh Cross's deal, trying to look for loopholes. And you got to give it to Bad Brad. He managed to tie up every loose end that could possibly be in that contract. And, you know, right now, Josh Cross will be an ASWF superstar till the end of his deal, no matter what. 
Exactly. And I mean, thing is, is, as we mentioned, he can be as violent as he wants. I mean, could we see a new era of violence in AFWF? I mean, we, Absolutely. We, we've seen violence before, but I mean, when you've got the kind of violence that, that can't, there's no disciplinary action that can be taken against it, I mean, that could be a whole new level of violence. Some may even call it uh, tyrannical. And, and see, you, you're absolutely correct on that. The thing is with the, you know, the original misfit is we almost saw a little bit of that violence. If it hadn't have been for the co-commissioner, excuse me, if it hadn't been for the co-commissioner coming in and saving D-Mike, we almost saw what could have been the end of a budding career of the ASWS superstar uh, D-Mike. You know, the thing is, Josh Cross will stop at nothing. Josh Cross is, I liken the original Misfit to almost a carbon copy of the Suicide King. He is a man that doesn't care. He's a man that only cares about himself and his goals. And his goal right now is to apparently unleash a poison with Bad Brad upon the ASWF. And that poison appears to be just violence in taking out the ASWF roster one by one. Well, I mean, uh, what is it? What's the old saying? I mean, you can allude it back to Rumble for Freedom. If at first you don't succeed, try again. And I mean, with with Joey Britt, I mean, he he's got himself an an antidote against Bad Brad's poison against. Suicide King Ray Ray, and I mean anything could happen if they if they're put in a match. It'll be it could be the most violent thing that this company's ever seen. I mean, what do you do to? I mean, what can you do again to to men that are willing to hurt themselves to get to their goals? But I mean, we've seen them hurt other people. We we've seen the vicious attacks that that Ray Ray's. Uh, inflicted on people like Insane Shane, but I mean, even even other people in in various promotions. I mean, across the uh, mid south. I mean, we've seen both Ray Ray and and Josh Cross just just hurt people everywhere. And I mean, even even you said it. Had it not have been for Joey Britt coming out there and getting Josh. You know, getting Josh Cross's attention, we may not have, we may not still have D Mike with us right now because he had that submission hold of an anaconda vice of some sort. He had mm-hmm. it since then. He was letting go despite the ref's warnings. Right, and he was getting ready to drop D Mike on his head with one of those vicious brain busters that he, that the Suicide King felt himself. Twice earlier in the evening, uh, you know, better than anybody in the business I've ever seen execute a brain buster is the original misfit. But one thing you mentioned, and I kind of want to speak on, is you know, we talk about we've seen Josh Cross and Ray Ray, the poison and the anti uh, antidote, go at it in all sorts of stuff. We've seen 
all sorts of stuff across the spectrum of professional wrestling between these two. And each time they raise the bar. And now it's to the point where it's unthinkable. I don't even know where, what we could possibly see these two in active competition against each other. I, I just, I don't know what's left for these two to do or what more they can possibly put their bodies through to make their point against each other. And, I mean, this has been an ongoing war between these two for years. And we, I mean, it's, I mean, there's, it's unpredictable. You can't predict it because each time has been different. I mean, you may see some of the same elements there, the key elements, but every time they faced off, it's been something different, and it's gotten more extreme. And as you said, how much further can they push the envelope? How much further are they willing to take it? I mean, that, I mean that's, and that's a scary thought. To get the answer to that question, you kind of got to hop in both men's brains and, you know, that's not someplace you want to set up camp, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, no, no, especially uh, especially not not men as crazy as Ray Ray and Josh Cross. You, I mean, you know, what do they say? Uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And, I mean, with, with these two, they've, done it all. There's something different every time. But I mean every time they faced off, it's reached the brink of insanity. Absolutely. And every time they push the envelope just that much farther. So it will be interesting to see going further how far these two gentlemen will be willing to put push the envelope and put what they're willing to put themselves through to destroy the other. And, you know, especially with uh, Ray trying to, you know, almost play defense for the ASWF in this case, and Josh representing the poison that Bad Brad wants to inject in the veins of the ASWF. You know, you mentioned Fight for Freedom, and I believe that just strengthened Brad's resolve to completely hostily take over the ASWF. And, you know, what's that going to look like? Uh, You know, like I said, every time it keeps raising the bar, it's going to be interesting to see going forward. Stay tuned because you never know what they're going to do, and you never know what they're going to do next. But one thing I want to get to here also tonight is the ASWF, uh, the ASWF Evolution title, and um, and everything surrounding that currently, including the fact that the ASWF Championship just changed hands this last Saturday. Oh yeah, we seen that each. We've seen a rematch for the ages. It's like every time that the Suicide King and Asa Morted faced each other, kind of like Josh Cross and, and Ray Ray, they pushed the envelope more and more. And this match was a good, clean match. And Asa, again, was able to 
regain the Evolution Championship. But something else that this past Saturday has showed us, uh, even after fighting a hard-fought match, we had another hard-fought match in in the form of a fatal four-way between Curtis Don, Daniel Vinson, Justin Vinson, and Leo Keegan. And we've seen Curtis Don come out on top on that match. So now, for certain, we have not only a new champion, but a new number one contender. And, you know, I mean, one of the things that walking around the office and getting that tour, one thing I heard was we need to shake things up a little bit. And I mean, by doing doing so, everything was shaken up just a little bit. I mean, People we have seen never hold championships in ASWF. They they fought for the right to contend for one. Cody, I've got to interrupt you real quick to expound upon uh, his appearance earlier here tonight on ASWF Aftermath. Mr. 99% has just released a statement on his Facebook page. He says, several questions have been raised and several new personal security issues have arisen. This has affected my livelihood and disrupted future business endeavors. The only sense of security I can fathom is posting on here. Not having the ability to stay in one location has started to waver my sanity. I can assure you that our mission is steadfast and certain procedures and fail-safes have been put in place should I fall victim to this stalker. Rest assured I will stay two steps away from my demons and win this war. And... You know, not to go backwards, I know we were just talking about the Evolution title match, but real quick, what are your thoughts on that statement released from the co-commissioner? Man, we... This is a man that has wanted to cause distress on on the company of ASWF. He, He wants to kill it. So it seems the tide has shifted not in his favor. I mean... I, I, I want to say, could, could all this stress of, of taking over and trying to kill ASWF, has it just consumed him so much that it has driven him to a new brink of maybe, I don't know, as he said, he's he's been seeing and hearing things. I mean, has it driven him to his into his own personal hell? Absolutely. And, you know, the thing I look at and see in that statement, he says, you know, his sanity is wavering. You got to wonder how much of this is just, you know, his demons coming back to haunt him. How much of this is in Bad Brad's own head? You know, maybe his conscience finally peeking through for all the terrible things he has done since becoming the commissioner of or the co-commissioner, excuse me, of the ASWF. I mean, like I said, it could be everything coming back to haunt him. Uh, what What's the old saying? What goes around comes back around. And, I mean, with, with Bad Brad, you, you, can, you can't help but feel a little sympathetic for him, but at the same time, again, after all, all he's caused, after all the pain and suffering he's caused other people, I mean... And all the mind games he's played, I mean, could it be his own mind coming back to play tricks on him? He's 
I mean, as you said, as he said, he can't. He hasn't been able to stay in, in one place. And I mean, it's they say it's. He mentioned disrupting future business endeavors. I mean, yeah, it seems like there there's a plot. There's somebody putting a plot hole in his plan here. But with that being said, I mean, has it stopped him from? I mean, you know, he's he said he's got Josh Cross. That that's 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 an element. That's his poison. I mean, has he future business endeavors? Has it been keeping him? We know he's at work because I've seen him around the office during my tour. So, I mean, what other business endeavors is it stopping him from? Right. And, I mean, to be honest, I've never seen Bad Brad not at work this past two weeks. You know, he's been in the office before I get there every morning. He's there after I leave. You know, he always looks – recently, you know, he's been so kept up. He always worries about his appearance. But, you know, like you mentioned, he's been unshaven. He's – you know, his hair's been wild at times. It's scary to see what's going on with Mr. 99%. And, I mean, even then, uh, during my disciplinary meeting, I left my car keys there. And you would give me a ride there. And on our way back, um, you know, he was still there. We had gotten halfway home before I'd realized stupid me had forgotten my car keys uh, to go back, and he was still there. I mean, and the thing is, is very rare have we seen bad Brad be at a loss for words. And I mean, you you even it, it sometimes it, it kills us to treat others well that have, have done wrong unto us or treated us like garbage. I mean, I've got no vendetta, but I mean, when I'm sitting there saying, "Brad, are you all right, man?" I mean, I, I forgot my keys. Um, you gonna be okay? And all he said was, "Yeah," which was weird. Because normally we'd have a tirade by now. So, I mean, he's been, I guess, somewhat media silent as opposed to usual. Yes, it's definitely disturbing to uh, see. But, you know, he did say, he said, I'm going to have all the answers this Saturday night. I finally got my proof. So, I mean, definitely be there at the Valiant Arena in 201 Highway 367 North this Saturday night because apparently Bad Brad thinks he's got all the answers, you know. He's been doing his own little investigating, I guess, and he thinks he's solved and he's got his proofs. So, uh, we'll definitely have to see what that was all about. But, you know, switching back to the Evolution title picture, you mentioned the main event, Curtis Dawn, winning the number one contendership for the Evolution title. And now, you know, I, I posted a uh, I posted a little bit of information on this thing. I said, you know, in the elation of the Mistress of Mayhem's victory, her new challenger was born like the Phoenix from the Ashes almost. You know, this is a guy that is going to produce a tough test for Asa Morta 
and that evolution title and to keep that, you know, Cataclysm calls them trophies along with the other members of the Manai. That's one trophy that may be hard to keep for the Manai. The main event is, you know, seemingly looking to ascend to the main event for real, the actual slot of the main event, and, you know, this could be just the first step. Oh, absolutely, and, I mean, he's he's fought some intense matches since his debut against the likes of Steve-O and, and several multi-man matches, such as, as, as Triple Threats and Fatal Four Ways. I mean, the guy knows how to get it done. I'm not going to take anything away from him. A lot of people hate him, and me, I've never been a guy to hate anybody. Uh, but, I mean, he's been very impressive thus far, and some people have even called it luck because he won a fatal four-way against, I mean, he had the two Vincent brothers in there. I mean, they were able to put their differences aside and, 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 and fight until the end. And, I mean, they worked as a unit, but somebody else he had in there was the nocturnal flame, Leo Keegan. And we have seen this guy get victories over the likes of Insane Shane. And, I mean, he was down in the final four of the Rumble for Freedom. I mean, we can't discount anybody that was in this match. I mean, that victory, it wasn't given. It was earned. Absolutely, it was earned. I mean, you look at Leo Keegan, this was the guy, or, you know, still is a guy that was on the rise in the ASWF. He was, you know, about to reach that mountaintop uh, in the main event scene. And, you know, this is just a small setback, and I'm sure he will be back, and that flame will be ignited brighter, and, you know, the inferno will burn harder than ever, but... You know, right now the light is shining brighter on nobody than the main event Curtis Don himself. You know, like I said, it was almost like the not, the main event outshined the light of Asa Morta becoming the Evolution Champion. You know, people were kind of whispering on the inside of the crowd saying. I don't know about this, you know. Asa survived the Suicide King, but can she survive the main event Curtis Dawn? You know, people are actually worried about Asa Morta in this matchup. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, with the guy having to have a multi-man match experience, I mean, you know, he seems like a guy that's going to be able to defend for himself. If uh, in the long run, now, as I said, I can't take anything away from Asa either because she has fought hard to get to where she's at. I mean, you don't become a two-time evolution champion sitting on your couch or anything. She has fought hard, and I mean, with with the I mean. It's crazy to think that just as quick as the Suicide King won that championship, you know, he lost it again to Ace of Morta. And, I mean, just like that, we, we, may, we may see the title change just as quick with the main event Curtis Dawn. 
Um, Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, both of these competitors are competitors that the ASWF has never seen the likes of. Asa Morta, somebody who is as physical as they come. People, you know, kind of stereotyped Asa in the beginning. You know, people thought, you know, she was a woman. You know, they stereotyped her in that role. But then when she stepped out, and I believe the turning point in a lot of people's minds was the second she stepped out and on Ray the first time for the Evolution title, and she not only answered that open challenge for the Evolution title, she sent the Manai to the back. She wanted no help. She wanted no doubt left that she was ready to become the ASWF Evolution champion, and that was the night that she really put the spotlight on herself as the rising star of the Manai. You know, she was as physical as the Suicide King in that case. You've never seen somebody go toe-to-toe, chop-for-chop, blow-for-blow with Ray Ray, except for Asa Morta. Absolutely, and I mean, you know, uh, her victories, she's encouraged the little girls in the crowd to be more than just a woman to be stereotyped as a woman, and pardon my French, she's a badass. And with with that being said, she's encouraging uh, the the girls in the crowd or just women everywhere that hey man, being a woman is more than just a gender, and you gotta go in with a chip on your shoulder, and that's what she did. And I mean, she's overcome the odds. And I mean, after after the street fight she had with the Suicide King, I mean, that was brutal. And the fact that she was able to come back from it, it made her that more legit. Um, and I mean, we we've seen it everywhere that you know she's she's inspired other women, and I think that is good for just good for the company, especially in the public eyes. But the thing is, is we've seen her overcome the suicide king, Ray Ray. But does she have what it takes to make it past the main event? Now, with with that being said, both are very, very, very legit competitors. Um... One of the, like I said, we can't discount them because, I mean, both of them have faced Stevo in some some capacity. They, they've, I mean, hard-fought hard battles, too. And both of them, to get to where they, they're at, they've had to, they've had to fight those battles, overcome the odds. And, uh, I mean, if we want to talk about other battles, I mean, let, let's talk about the uh, uh, about the uh, fight that MCB side had put up against the Psychotic Savior Cataclysm. That was a very back and forth match, and it was anybody's. It was anybody's. I guess you would say match. 
Absolutely. Uh, You're completely correct. MCB side stepped out of, you know, almost his partner's shadows in that case, you know, in the Rock and Rap Express. He said, you know, he was ready to try some one-on-one competition and, you know, outstep the psychotic savior. And I said this during the matchup, and I truly believe it. I do not believe that Cataclysm saw MCB side in that matchup. I believe the only person he saw in that ring against him was the deadliest player in the game, Deadly Dale. Uh, I mean, you know, after the after Deadly Dale's action, I mean, the thing about it is when when you're focused on one person, it it's almost surreal. Uh, I apologize, Michael. The, the I don't know what's happening on my I'm end. Powers, the, the, the lights are flickering. I I, I don't know what's going on. You yourself cannot release. It will come to take a piece. Tick tock. My what? Are you there? I'm here. The lights are, you know, obviously back solid. that dude's scary. I, I don't think I think he's kind of like Beetlejuice. If we say his name too many times, the guy shows up. But oh my goodness, like I, you, how does the dude control the lights? I don't understand this. The the computers and the monitors started flickering. I'm kind of freaked out right now. Exactly. I thought there was a nationwide power outage, but no, no. The the only the only outage is the out-of-his-mind psychotic savior cataclysm. And, I mean, it, it scared me. Everything was flickering on and off. But the thing is, we can't discount him. The psychotic savior himself, he is an enigma in his own right. Absolutely, and that's the best way you can describe the psychotic savior is an enigma. And speaking of a man, before we go into halftime, I want to get to this before we go into the break. Speaking of a man who's kind of been an enigma as of late, the infamous one, Double J, has been a little bit of an enigma himself in that, you know, ever since he left Rumble for Freedom, he doesn't talk to anybody, he doesn't associate with anybody, you know, really, he barely even talks to uh, Mr. 99%. The man is a uh, just aloof, but one thing you can't discount, the man's got his tag team ready to go. And, you know, they revealed the grand plan this past, uh, this past show in that the elements of perfection are his, is his newest charges, his newest clients. And, you know, you got to give it up to him. A home run move by the elements of perfection, and a move that was made to protect the tag team championships, in my opinion. Uh, absolutely, and I mean, the thing is, we've seen the we've seen the success that has a lot happens when you align yourself with the infamous one. 
And I mean, even there for a little bit, he was behind Mark Wolf. Um, uh, partially crucial to his success as well as co-commissioner Bad Brad. But I mean, the elements perfection. They they've got my vote. I mean, I I, I thought they got somewhat lucky to come out of that rumble for freedom alive. And we have seen it. We've seen them win the tag team titles. And, you know, the hardest thing about being a champion is defending that title. So we get to see, I mean, we, we've seen it again. I mean, the elements perfection, uh, we can go into details after after the break if you want to about their their most recent title defense. You know, um, and that's the thing they've beaten some teams that you know a lot of people feel like before the infamous one, or you know, even at Rumble for Freedom, people didn't expect them to be even in the same ring with. You know, teams like the Mercury Brothers, Lethal Injection. Uh, MCB side and the Rock and Rap Express, uh, the Dad Bodge. You know, a lot of people didn't expect the elements of perfection to rise to the level of success they have in such a short period of time. And to use a phrase, you honestly got to say the elements of perfection are the next big thing in this tag team division. Absolutely, they. I mean, every challenge has been put in front of them so far. They have overcome it. I mean, they were they were part of that rumble for freedom. They didn't lose. They may not have won it, but they didn't lose it either. Uh, but the thing I will say is they did. They were winners that night. They won the tag team titles, and I believe that this is a tag team that will take the tag team division of ASWF to another level. And, I mean, the fact that they came together as a tag team and won the titles in such a short amount of time, it, it only speaks volumes. And, I mean, they can, they've got a lot to prove still yet. But, I mean, the thing is, is how much, when you're at the top, how much further up can you go? And one thing you didn't mention that does need to be addressed about Rumble for Freedom, you got to give them their props. A.D. Sky was the last member of Team 99% in that matchup. And he did. He stood toe-to-toe with Cataclysm. Stood toe-to-toe with Cataclysm and still was able to, you know, go toe-to-toe. He didn't back down. And at one point, you know, we even thought that he was able to beat the Psychotic Savior. Oh, absolutely. He put up a fight. I mean... As a champion, that's all you can do is put up a fight. Um, because if you don't, what what you do have, you can lose just as quick. Um, that being said, we can. Uh, I mean, here we are coming up on our commercial break. Uh, when we get back, we can discuss more again about their about. Uh, A.D. Sky and Max Stone, the Elements Perfection, and their most recent title defense. Absolutely. We are coming up on the break, ladies and gentlemen. We will be right back with more ASWF Aftermath. Anytime, anywhere. 
Are you looking for the best deals for your vaping needs and accessories? Then check out the guys at Sub Ohm Vapors. With daily specials on a wide selection of mods and juices, they will surely become your one-stop shop. Ray and the guys at Sub Ohm Vapors located at 6929 JFK Boulevard, Suite C in North Little Rock, Arkansas, want to see you. Join them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but more importantly, visit the store or call 501-392-6487. Sub Ohm Vapors. Vape it like you built it. about the ASWS Tag Team Champions, the Elements of Perfection. And just like that, we actually have one half of the Elements of Perfection on the line. Max Stone is now joining us here on ASWF Aftermath. Max, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. How are you doing, Michael? Hey, I'm here, Max. I definitely, first off, want to give you props. I want to welcome you to ASWF Aftermath, but I want to give you props. You know, we mentioned it earlier. You guys have been almost like a rocket ship to those ASWF tag team titles. And I got to ask you, you know, was the move to hire the infamous one as your advisor or as your advocate, was that a move to protect those tag team titles and that asset? First of all, Michael, when you introduce me, you say the greatest gem known to man, Max Stone. I apologize, Max. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest 
Jim known to man, Mr. Max Stone. Thank you. That sounds a whole lot better to me. But hiring Double J, that wasn't a move on my own. It was just a move with me and my partner. It's business as usual, Michael. Well, one thing, obviously, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am here. One thing, obviously, uh, that also happens, you guys don't, uh, you guys travel in pairs, and now your advocate is also on the line. Double J, uh, can you hear us? Unfortunately, I can hear you, Michael. Uh, What questions do you have for my client? I will strictly address, and you trying to weasel your way in asking some significant private questions. It's none of your business. What business you need to take care of is knowing that he is the greatest gym known to man and that he is the greatest thing that's ever happened to ASW. He is one half the AS Tag Team Champions, Michael. And, you know, your little little post uh, on behind the Facebook post, you know, you want to point fingers, you want to uh, or say your little sayings to, to, to Max. He's right here live. You're just lucky that we're not face-to-face. What you said, you know, you're just an announcer. Even though you're just an announcer, Michael, the thing is you need to know your place and your role in professional wrestling. The thing is that you are just an announcer, and you are just a radio advocate. Of hey, Double J, Double J, Double J, Double J, Double J, Double J. Take it easy on him. He don't. He 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 don't need all that. It's okay. He understands. He don't mean anything. The best part of his show is on his radio right now. That is the best thing he had going right now. If I could say, it's the well, greatest thing he has had on his show right now. Besides the music he played during the commercial, that was awesome. I like that. Well, I do appreciate that, Mr. Stone. Uh, you know, I definitely give you all the credit in the world, and I didn't mean to be disrespectful. Like I said, a lot of people are definitely watching you and AD as well as the infamous one since becoming a tag team. You guys, like I said, have propelled yourself to the top of the division in lightning quick speed. And, you know, even before the break, we were talking about how AD was the last member of Mr. 99% Team 99%. Uh, you know, I got to give you guys credit. I, you guys have seemingly managed to stra- put a stranglehold on the tag team division. Listen, Michael, listen. It's not been a rocket ship for me. Do you understand that? I have been busting my tail. I'm not going to cuss on live air, so I'm not going to do it. But I have been busting my tail for year after year to get a hold to something that was going to help me out at least for the time being, and along comes AD and whatnot, the greatest gym and Mr. Sky get together and become the perfect tag team that ASWF has ever seen. So we had to fight and claw. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. It's business. And in business, you do whatever it takes to succeed. You don't want to fail. So whether you say we cheat or we rob the fans of a great match, we do whatever it takes to win. And And we've seen that absolutely, uh, uh, Max. Um, One of the questions I have is, what's next for you guys? I mean, you guys were in the, in the, uh, 
what am I trying to say? The the main event of the ASWF Fight for Freedom match, I mean, you guys won the tag team titles that same night. I mean, you guys even faced, or at least in adversity. Think of it this way. You guys were supposed to wrestle the Mercury Brothers in a non-title tag team match. And then next thing you know, you had the unhinged Will Cage come out there assisting the fractured one, Hypnotic, cashing in his golden ticket for this tag team title opportunity. I mean, you guys were ready, and y'all were still successful in, in defending those See, tag this, team titles. Look, I mean, listen, you guys listen, were ready listen, for anything. Michael, Michael the, the odds been stacked against us since the beginning, Michael. Think about it. It's been stacked against us since the beginning. At Rumble for Freedom, it was it was against us then. We was outnumbered then. It was just three of us. It was me, AD, and my other partner. It was Mark Wolf against the whole ASWF fan base, everybody and team, whatever their name was. And you, like you said, AD was the last person. He almost got us. It wasn't for somebody, but we're not going to go into details because it's okay. It's okay. We moved on. We're still champions. After the Mercury Brothers, after Hypnotic and Wheel Cage come in and try to interfere and stick their nose where it don't belong, it always happens. We always have the odds stacked against us. It's in our birth DNA. That's who we are, but we still rise above it all. It's just the elements well, that being said, I mean, what is there left for you two to do? I mean, y'all, y'all have just captured the tag team titles recently. But, I mean, y'all have beaten some very prominent teams to uh, to earn those tag team titles. I mean, what uh, could you give us a hint of what we may see next from you guys? Well, I can't speak for AD. He, he's his own man, and I can't speak for him. But for me, personally, as a tag team, we are willing to face whoever it is. It doesn't matter who. It can be Big 30 if they want to come back to ASWF. It could be the L.A. Hustlers if they want to come to ASWF. But we're willing to take those tag titles to the next level because we are the elements of perfection. And we are looking and we are searching for great matches, perfect matches, Great competition. That's what we deserve. That's what we need. That's what ASWF fans need. That's what it's all about, right? It's business. Whatever draws, and we're the draw. Well, with that being said, I mean, in the business decision y'all have made to to uh, hire the infamous one Double J as one of your advocates, I mean. Okay, okay. Now you just want to revert back to you want to revert? No, no, Michael. You just trying to revert back to personal. Listen, you want to ask that question? I'll let Double J answer that. Well, uh, Max, I want to let you know that that was actually our uh, that was actually our co-host that was asking you those questions, Cody. But one thing I want to uh, y'all sound just the same. You. I apologize, but then again, I don't apologize because you shouldn't sound the same. See, the difference between me and you is we do not sound the same. We do not be. We not. We're not the same. We're different. 
totally different, but see, you two guys sound the same, ununique, but it's okay. Continue. Well, one, Cody, Michael. Well, one thing I want to ask you, one thing I want to ask you real quick, once again, this is Michael again. Uh, I want to ask you, you guys are, you know, calling out Beer 30 and calling out the L.A. Hustlers. One name you didn't mention. No, no, listen, listen, don't, no, don't, don't say I called out anyone. It was an invitation. It's not a call out. It's an invitation. Okay, I apologize. You invited the L.A. Hustlers and Beer 30. One of the names, though, that you did not mention was Will Cage and Hypnotic. Are you guys willing to give them a rematch for the tag team title? Jesus Christ. Why do we got to keep telling the same story, Michael? But it's okay. We'll tell the same story over and over and over. It ain't going to matter, Michael. The same outcome is going to be the same outcome. We didn't did this before time and time again. You've seen it. They all seen it. But if you want to see it again, we will sure give it to you. As long as the money, right, of course. That's what it's all about. Absolutely, uh, and you know, I believe you, the uh, champion's purse has gone up a little bit since you guys have uh, hired the infamous one as your advocate. So you guys definitely are seeing loads of cash here recently since attaining the ASWF tag team titles. We're not going to put uh, my financial. We're not putting my financial status up online like that. We're not doing that. I'm still broke to you, Michael. You're not slick. Trying to get people knocking on my door. You're crazy. Well, Cody, do you have anything else for the uh, greatest gym known to man, Max Stone? Thank you, Michael. It sounded nice coming out of your mouth. No homo. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, Michael, I, I don't. I mean, uh, I I had questions about opponents in their matches, and then you you kind of just uh, asked them financial personal questions, which wasn't right. But I mean, you, I, I'm a little starstruck to begin with. I apologize, Max. It's uh, it's been very good to talk to you and to get the opportunity to ask you some of these questions. This is Cody, right? Yes, sir. Cody, you sound a whole lot different than Michael. See, now you're sounding like you're somebody different. You're sounding like you're you're becoming something better. You understand what I'm saying, Cody? I mean, I could probably accredit talking to you uh, to to sound something different. I mean, and I thank you for that. It's okay. Sometimes the greatness just rubs off. I don't. That's free of charge. You can have that, okay? Now it's not like one of those temporary tattoos, is it? That just comes off after a while, or does greatness just stay on once it rubs off? It, it just stays on. It don't never come off once you encountered it. You know what well, it takes. I mean, you know what it takes. If it if it, if it's free of charge for me, I mean, is, does Michael still got to pay after all his comments? Because I didn't say anything about your finances. It was that guy. But technically, Michael don't even have nothing to say to me anymore. Michael can just sit there, twiddle his thumbs, maybe read a comic book. That's probably what he's doing right now anyway, so it really don't matter. Michael don't got to say nothing to me anymore. 
I enjoy I, talking I, to you, I, Cody. You, you're actually more intelligent, it sounds like, than Michael is. So, I mean, with, with Michael reading the comic book, I mean, he probably wishes he had an identical twin right now, wouldn't you think? I mean, after some of the questions he's asked you to at least uh, take back some of those verbal lashings you gave him, huh? No, it's okay. Michael do not need a, a twin. Michael is Michael. Um, well, Matt, I, I, don't I like, guess the... I don't like the way I don't like the way that this interview is going and how y'all are trying to stir the pot. So I'm gonna just take my business to what I normally do, which is work out and try to look the best I can to make as much money as possible. So y'all enjoy the rest of your night. It was great being on here. Maybe I'll catch you next week. Who knows? After I retain my title, oh. That's right. You didn't even mention that match. You didn't mention what was going on, but it's okay. I'll see you guys later. Enjoy your night. Thank you for rubbing some greatness off on me. Well, that was Max Stone. And, uh, Christopher, if you, uh, Cody, if you could please get your uh, lips off of Max's buttocks, I would appreciate it. No, but for real. I definitely have to give my props out to Max Stone and A.D. Sky because just like he alluded to, him retaining his titles this past Saturday night in the Valiant Arena, him and uh, A.D. Sky retaining the tag team titles against in competition, Hypnotic and, Hypnotic and Will Cage, as well as the Mercury Brothers, you got to give it up to them. Like I said, these two are just – I've never seen a tag team come together – this quickly and gel so beautifully as the elements of perfection have. Uh, hold, hold on, Michael. I, uh, I've uh, got a little too much greatness from Max Stone bestowed upon me, so I'm trying to calm down a little bit. Uh, he, he has done – they have done – worked wonders as tag team champions in the short amount of time they have been champions. Uh, but if we're, I mean, they, and from the way Max sounded, they were willing to take on all comers. And I mean, as a champion, as a fighting champion, that's what you have to do is take on all comers. And I mean, this, it seems they have got even more newfound confidence now that they have hired the uh, infamous one as their advocate. Absolutely, they have, and you know, uh, he mentioned those invitations, you know, to Beer 30 and to the L.A. Hustlers. These two gentlemen are not scared of anybody, and I mean, they definitely, you know, you got to give it to them. They're willing to defend the ASWF Tag Team titles against all challengers and anybody at any time, no matter what organization they're affiliated with. Absolutely. Uh, but speaking of affiliations, let, let, let's talk about the deadliest player in the game, Deadly Dale. He he had a very very vicious, I guess you would say, fight against against the one of the number one contenders for the ASWF World Championship in Stevo. I mean, it was a very very hard fought battle, but in the end, we've seen Stevo get the victory, but it wasn't by the pinfaller's submission. He may have won the battle, but Deadly Dale definitely got the last laugh in that match. 
He resorted to a low blow, and that's what led to Steve-O's victory. However, when it came down to it at the end of it, Cataclysm, as you mentioned earlier, seen right through MCB's side, fought through him, and then what happened? He was out there ready to go again against the deadliest player in the game. Absolutely, and I mean, you know, if it hadn't been Cataclysm coming in, you know, Deadly Dale was going to go in there and, you know, try to destroy Steve-O. But thank the good Lord that Cataclysm was there. Cataclysm came in and went straight after the deadliest player in the game. We're going to need some added security between Ray and Josh Cross and then also Deadly Dale and Cataclysm. Is there going to is there going to be any is there going to be any freaking way that anybody can hold these guys back? Well, I mean, by the way it sounds, by the way it sounds, man, we're not going. We're going to need more than just security. We're going to need the National Guard or something because it's. I mean, it's going to be chaos. And I mean, these are just. I mean, you talk about how Ray Ray and Josh Cross have similar paths. Let, let's talk about Deadly Dale and Cataclysm. Both or both had fought against each other and side by side. And so I mean another one of those situations where it could get violent. And I mean as, as I said we're going to need more than security at the arena. We're going to need national guard or or something, something to to at least restore some peace. Absolutely. I'm not even sure the National Guard can keep the peace up at the Valiant Arena at this point. There is an all-out war that is brewing between these four individuals. You know, Cataclysm and Deadly Dale, I don't think, as terrible as this sounds, I don't think either of them are going to stop till one of them's no longer walking the face of the earth. Well, I mean, sometimes you got to do what it takes. And they, I mean... The thing is, is with these two, they're unpredictable. That and the deal is, is like like Josh and like Ray Ray, they'll get as violent as they have to. And we we talked about laser focus. Uh, I mean. Cataclysm was focused. Absolutely. Cataclysm was seeing red whenever he made that charge at the ring after Deadly Dale. And honestly, Deadly Dale better be glad that he was able to get out of that ring because, you know, Cataclysm may have been able to end him, so to speak, like he's been yelling at him for the past several weeks. Or, you know, in the videos he said he's going to do. He may have been able to accomplish it that very night. Absolutely. And, I mean, let's let's not discount the, the wars they've had in the past. We We are seeing another war reignite. And, I mean, with that being said, I mean, what... 
You know, poor Steve-O was caught right in the crosshairs of this war. And, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Um, I mean, maybe it is the power this time. Uh, the lights are flickering on and off. Uh, I literally, and, I mean, it's not I, just here. I'm, I'm looking out the window, and I see you the, the lights. You Cannot release. I will come to <laughs> Blood for blood. Flesh for flesh. <laughs> okay, I'm going to demand that we no longer say that man's name on this broadcast because every time we say his name, I swear he shows up. So we're just going to refer to him as that man from now on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's that's something. That's We can't refer to him as that because he is not a man. He is an enigma. He is something different, than, more than a man. He's violence. He's chaos. He's all of that wrapped into one. He is the what I don't understand thing. is how he's... Uh, how he's messing with all the power. Even like I said, looking out the window, my neighbor's lights were flickering on and off through the uh, through their blinds. I mean, how does he do this? Uh, I mean, we'll never know. I'm not sure. You you hit the nail on the head when you said he is an enigma. That is exactly the best way to describe the psychotic savior. And Deadly Dale is about to find out just how much of an enigma that this man is. And, I mean, the deadliest player in the game, we we could say he's an enigma as well. But the the thing is, is I have yet to see him take over over the power in, my, in the neighborhood. Uh, but absolutely. I mean, I I don't know the the enigma. It's on. I'm I'm at a loss for words, Michael. You can't describe it. It it, it is. It's un. It's an uneasy feeling. I mean, every time the lights flicker and the you know I. Every time I. This happens, you know. I just feel a cold brush go up my spine and. I mean, I I need some time for recovery, but this war is far from over, Cody. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, but I mean, that being said, I mean, ASWF, there's, there is, you can't, you never know what's going to happen in the ASWF. We've got two front wars coming from everywhere. Got We've got perfection at the top in our tag team championship. We have mayhem in the evolution championship. And then we've got the prominence of dominance uh, in Mike Anthony. We've seen chills, chills and thrills and returns. So, Absolutely. I mean, and you know, another thing, Another thing we have a lot of is a lot of fans inside of the ASWF. But one thing I want to get to here before we go off the air, we're getting kind of low on time here. But, you know, we do only have one super fan. 
and that man is Alex, and we're going to go ahead and bring him on here real quick, Cody. Uh, Alex, can you hear us? Hello? Technical difficulties. Alex, are you there? Oh, now you can hear me. I heard the unmute thingy in the phone. So now I am I am talking to you, yes? Yes, yes sir. Alex, okay, you hear me now. What is wrong with you people? You keep saying this guy's name, and he keeps making your power flicker, and he comes on talking creepy rhymes and stuff. That is uncut. You are crazy. What is wrong with you? I, what is, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with us, but, I mean, you know, you, you heard it. You heard him come on, so it wasn't any of us going crazy, but speaking no, of going crazy. No, you keep saying the name. You know, you keep saying, he is like the Beetlejuice. You'll say his name multiple times. There he is. You crazy people. What is wrong? Someone needs to build I mean, a wall around your ignorance. Oh, my cool, God. Man. I mean, I, I'm scared. I mean, Alex, uh, talk, talk well, the, the bad brand always talked about building a wall or something. So I figured, hey, I make good jokes. Yes? Haha. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was a good joke. That was a great joke, by the way. Uh, I try to keep my words. But my question to you is: speaking I of can certain, barely hear you, Cody. Get closer uh, to the microphone. Can you hear me now? There you are. I am so proud. Uh, speaking of crazy, uh, I mean, well, what are your thoughts, Alex? Do you do you, on all this even going on with Bad Brad? Do you think he's Gone crazy or think he's just actually crazy in general? Oh, that dude's been crazy for a long time. I mean, he run around with people that that drive him nuts, you know. They they distort his mind view. And, and, and yes, I think there is something wrong with him. But I saw, uh, I saw this thing where he was talking about he does not understand what is going on, blah, 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 blah. Like someone is, is talking him or something. I don't know full extent on what is said. I cannot remember. But if you don't think someone is stalking him, then he has issue because nobody wants to stalk him. Okay, then he is nothing. No, no, I would not do that. Why would anyone want to stalk the bad, Brad? I mean, he looks like shaved Sasquatch, Okay. Well, I mean, Alex, he has done some terrible things since becoming the ASWS commissioner. Okay. Still, I would still stay away from him. He 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 likes shaved gorilla. He probably smells funny, too. Ha, 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 ha. That is good. I am funny. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if, if you would have seen him at the office, you would have definitely have uh, seeing that he did look like a gorilla, he hasn't shaved. He hasn't, from the smells, it looks like he hasn't even bathed. Uh, but I don't get close enough to smell. I don't want to. Anyway, move on. Uh, so I mean, after everything going on, what? Uh, first, I want to get your thoughts. We've had two big returns happen, and that is the original misfit Josh Cross. And the prominence of dominant Mike Anthony. What are your thoughts on both of their returns, and how do you think these returns are going to shake up ASWS? 
Oh, well, first of all, stay close to microphone. You keep moving away. I don't know. Are you eating spaghetti or something? Anyway, the crossman, the 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 uh, the what is misfit, original misfit. Yes, this guy yeah. is vicious. He vicious. He is very, very mean. I mean, the Ray Ray had hard fought match, you know, and and and. The Esamorta come up on top with the with the chokeslam thingy, but then afterwards he gets in there and cross just punch 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 punch, and like he had to attack a wounded Ray Ray, not a I'm ready Ray Ray, no a a hurt Ray Ray who was already to went to war, and then punch the referee guy. I mean, how low is that? But obviously, the referee guy is a lot better than people think. Yeah, he definitely is a lot better than people thought. Alex, uh, definitely want to get your impressions on that referee guy, as you call him, uh, D-Mike, making his debut at the last show. He is D-Mike? Or is he V-Mike? I am confused. He's D-Mike. D-Mike? Delta Mike. Delta? Who is Delta? Delta Burke was good actress. Anyway, the little referee guy. I just stick with that because you confuse me. No, the little referee guy, he come out there for a match with Cross. And I was expecting Cross to just beat the crap out of this guy. But no, no, he held his own and almost won. I mean, I was just, he flip all over the place and jump up and, and flip again and, and, and drop kick. And I was, I was on edge of my seat. It was amazing. I mean, this kid is going to go places. Yes? Very impressive. Very, very impressive uh, was D-Mike in that matchup. And he almost pulled out the victory, you know. But how about the attack of Josh Cross after the matchup, after winning with the Anaconda Vice? Oh, that was just, that went too far, too far. You know, he he made his point, but then he wanted to make more of a point. And it just, it went too far, you know. He should have said, yes, I am winner, yay, and then walk away. But no, he wanted to keep on. And I mean, you know, what happened, happened. Yes, absolutely. And what happened was he got a mouthful of the uh, Suicide King's fist. You know, uh, Ray came out and just those two went to war. And I tell you, we were talking earlier on Aftermath. I'm not sure if you heard, Alex, but we were saying we're not sure. These two keep constantly raising the bar on violence. What else is left for these two to do? We're not sure how they can raise the bar any farther. Oh, I I make match myself. Okay. The the only way to win match is other guy is dead. Would that work? Because that is about all. I think that that is about all. That is about all you can do. They're just going to kill each other, and I don't care who else. You know, who who wants to? If anybody tries to get between them, those people they dead too. You know. I mean, it is just, that is just destruction waiting. I mean, 
it is just uncanny. You know, these guys have been doing this for a long time, very long time. They know each other very well. And and they will stop at nothing to destroy the other one. Absolutely. And I mean speaking speaking of uh people wanting to destroy each other, let's talk about the name who we will not mention because I hate to have to keep resetting the clock to my house. And Deadly Dale, the, how far do you think these guys are going to go? Oh, the 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 crazy guy with the mask. That that is how I will talk about him. Since you do not, since I I don't want my my stuff going off. Okay, because this you know I have limited budget. I need my lights. Don't need them blowing. Okay, but no, they will. I mean, they have had wars before, back, you know, when they ran together. And I don't know whole history. We are not going to go into that. But I heard the video that Crazy Guy did talking about when they split, it was for to better themselves. But when the Dale attack uh the crazy guy that it was out of selfishness, jealousy, stuff like that. You know, he started talking about sins and whatever. And I'm just like, dude, don't preach to me, okay? Don't preach to me. But, you know, I I really do not know where this will go. They they this is this is another one where guys will kill each other pretty much. That is about it. Well, we're getting a call from, I believe it's a fan. Uh, that's what my producers are telling me over there. So uh, It's, it's a block number. Let's go, it, let's go ahead and go to this call. Caller, are you with us? Oh, Lord. I what the uh lights just kind of uh flickered again here in the uh studio I Y'all need to stop triggering this stuff, I swear. I, oh, my goodness. What did what you do, in the world was I did not do anything. That is bull. What in the world? You got Cody over here hiding underneath the chair. He could not fit under chair. <laughs> that is a good joke. But no, that was creepy. What the hell? What the hell? I don't, I don't, I don't. Don't make me, I will go call my neighbor, okay? And I will have to stay at his house tonight because that is, I, oh, Lord have mercy. I'm changing my phone number. I, Cody? I, I mean, that, that's, we've heard that jingle before, especially, especially throughout uh, pop culture. That is a symbol of something bad is to come. Oh, yes. 
That is very bad thing. That is just straight up creepy. I never thought kids would be creepy, but that was kid sounding stuff, and it was creepy as crap. I mean, scared scared me, and I mean, I mean, that that was out of nowhere. The lights are coming on and off. I mean, who is giving these people access to our to our power companies? I I don't know, but like. I, I think I think Cody may have almost crapped his pants. Uh, good lord! What in the world? Hey, I, I mean, I know you tonight. Well, I'm to podcast. It's creepy people on here. You should listen. It's very nice, but don't touch my pig. It's creepy people though. Leave right my pig alone. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but now that it's affecting Aftermath, I sure hope Brad has figured out who this is because I'm scared. I I don't – now it's affecting us. I mean, and whoever it is, uh, I mean, uh, I've got no beef with you, just saying. Uh, but, I mean, whoever it is you're after, I, I'm the wrong guy. I think you may have gotten the wrong guy with with Michael Carnahan, but you did have the right platform. Because uh, I mean, I'm wondering who it is. I mean, you've got us wondering. It's a, it's a mystery. It's another one of these enigmas. Alex, any idea? I don't know. I just know that it creeped me out, and my neighbor was watching me about pee myself in my yard. Go home, Wilbur. I don't need you. I am okay. Leave the pig alone. Dumb neighbors. I... But no, I do not know who this is. I mean, that is. Uh, did you have malfunction in your keyboard and you play that and just try to tell us to do someone else? Huh? I had huh? no power huh? to anything, Alex. I lost all control of everything. The screen went blank. That is weird. You need better computer, maybe. We'll go with that. Yes? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. There. It was. You guys, I'm. I'm kind of afraid, and I didn't do anything. I know. Like, what did we do to this part? We got to move on. I got to ask you about the tag team champions and their, you know, victory over Hypnotic and Will Cage, as well as oh. the Mercury Brothers. You got to be impressed with you them know, like we are, the elements of perfection. No, 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 not at all, not at all. I was, I did like these guys. I thought they were, you know, good young guys, athletic, and then they continue to win by cheap ways. I mean, you know, basically, no, I not say cheating, but in cheap fashion. You know, why can they not, you know, win? Oh, I don't even know word, but they they continue to to do it in the the easiest way possible, not putting effort into it. You know, and is 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 upsetting. You know, I want to see a strong finish to match a decisive finish 
instead of this cheap bullcrap that they keep pulling. I am very upset with them. Well, I mean, uh, Alex, I got to ask you, though, what did you think of Max coming on earlier and these invitations, so to speak, that he was laying out? Oh, this young man is so arrogant. He thinks he is something. You do not realize he is still young. He is still young doing this. And he don't know that one of these days he's going to invite, invitation, whatever, the wrong person, and they are going to pop his bubble. Because he's he not what he thinks he is, but he more than he thinks he is. It makes sense. I mean, the arrogant he, little dude. Oh, oh yeah. I, I I can't say anything bad about him. He rubbed some of that greatness off on me. But, I mean, not that you guys can see it. I'm glowing a little bit now. But, I mean, talking about the uh, about the greatest gym known to man. But you that's the only thing for me. Brown noser. Hey, Remove lips been, from butt cheeks. <laughs> In my defense, that's the only thing keeping me from ending up like uh, Bad Brad and going insane and crazy right now. Uh, so, I mean, he, there, there's he that. He may go crazy, but he won't get locked up. He cannot fit in jail cell. <laughs> that was a fat joke. That was good. Age. So, Wilbur. I don't want to know. You cannot talk right now. Go away. Okay. Sorry. My neighbor keeps coming over. I don't understand. Anyway, go ahead. Speaking of people you've made fat jokes about, but, you know, somebody you should respect nonetheless, how about the ASWF championship situation and the ASWF champion, Mark Wolf, uh, seemingly going into no man's land? This Saturday night against a man he's 0-4 against. He's going to have to defend the ASWF champion against the prominence of dominance, Mike Anthony. You mean ASWF championship. You just said he defended ASWF champion. Stay off of the daiquiris, banana hands, okay? But anyway, no. Hey, you I show daiquiris hey. never hurt nobody. You hush. But no. I say... The Wolf guy, his days are numbered because even if he is able to survive the Anthony guy, the dominance of dominance or whatever you call him, if they if he survive him, he still have to look forward to Stevo. Whenever they decide to give him chance again, you know how it goes with the Stevo getting these title shots takes forever. But, yes, I believe the Wolf guy's days are numbers. I mean, I, I would say so because, I mean, he's coming in and has made quick work of him twice that I that I just know right offhand in the last few months. I mean, it's just right under a 10-minute mark, maybe less. Well, the one match was like five seconds. Ridiculous, but that was before Wolf won the belt. That was at the right. anniversary show. That was last time we saw the Mike Anthony guy before he came back this time. And in my honest opinion, 
my honest opinion, Mike Anthony should be champion right now. The dominance of dominance should be champion. A lot of people do agree with you. A lot of people think that he is the uncrowned ASWF champion, and he should no, it be. Is, it, is not, it is not crown. It is belt. It is championship belt, not crown. I don't know where you're getting your information from, but that is wrong. It is championship belt around waist. It is championship belt around waist. You are right, Alex. Yes, and yes. Speaking I know I am right. Speaking of championships around waist, Asa Morta has a new piece of hardware around her waist. She got back the ASWF Evolution title from the Suicide King, and we mentioned that earlier, but one thing I want to ask you is her challenger, the main event, Curtis Dawn, is now the number one contender. A lot of people are saying this will be her toughest test to date, and... I want to know, do you think that the main event can continue his ascension to the main event? Oh, this guy cracked me up. I, after he win, he do weird jiggle dance in the middle of the ring. Guy laughs so hard at that. But no, this guy is lot better than people think. He is crafty. He is, he is manipulative. Manipula- I don't even know how to say words. He, he, he. He he can win on a on a, a in a second. He is very good, very good. A lot better than I thought before. I have watched him many times now. He 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 is definite threat. More of a threat than Ray Ray was to to Esa? I don't know, but we shall see. Because I believe I see big things for this guy. Well, you know, I mentioned earlier in the week on a post about this matchup that we haven't seen the type of athleticism from a big man since the likes of somebody like Ben Van Vader. And really, that's what I hearken him to. The man is just built like crazy, and he can do some amazing things inside of that ring for a man his size. Oh, yes. I mean, it's understatement to say this. I mean... He he is phenomenal guy, phenomenal in the ring. I mean, I saw him not at ASWF at another place. I I I I saw him do springboard moonsault onto like eight people. I don't know if that is right, but he got so high up he almost kicked the ceiling. I was just like, good lord, this guy is phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, and then to see him bring that. Athletic abilities to the ASWF. This you talk about earlier about Cross coming back, about Mike Anthony coming back, being game changers. No, no. Curtis Dawn, main event guy, is a game changer. Fight me. Absolutely, <laughs> and you know. I- I don't say this very often, but this is a guy that you can go ahead and pencil in. I believe that his career is on an upward trajectory, and you may be able to pencil him in even as a future ASWF heavyweight oh. champion future years. Good. Cody kept talking about the rumble for Pulido. He kept bringing that up. So I will do such thing too. The main event guy, Curtis Dawn, was Second, 
behind Steve-O in that match. He was also last guy to be eliminated before Steve-O won. That means he was in that ring for near, nearly 40 minutes of just beating the crap out of everybody. This guy is something else. I can't you know, we call him. I might not like him as person, but he is great in that ring. We call Mike Anthony uh, the problem. We may have to switch that nickname over to the main event, Curtis Dawn. No, that, I don't think it would fit him. However, he, he is more crafty. I mean, down the line, we may see the prominence of dominance versus the main event. That's just that's just a, a fantasy match in in my head because I mean, both of them. I mean, you've got one that doesn't one looks the part, and one is the part. But one thing about both of them, athletic specimens they are. I really like that match idea. That is nice. I would love to see. That would be an amazing matchup between the prominence and dominance. You know, that elbow drop, nobody drops a better elbow short of the Macho Man Randy Savage with such precision as Mike Anthony, and then he goes up against the big man, Curtis Dawn. It'll be interesting to see, you know, can Mike Anthony muscle around Curtis Dawn? That'd be one of the first questions we'd have to answer in a contest like that. Oh, when the Anthony Anthony hit the cutter, it lights out. Lights out. Right, but the question is, can Anthony get to the point of landing that cutter on the main event, Curtis Dawn. You know, a, a, I called I called in the tag team division to turn a phrase. I called the elements of perfection. I said they were the next big thing for the tag team division. The main event may be labeled that for the singles division. Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I agree with that 100% in such a short amount of time. The main event has has taken on some very some very notable names such as Stevo uh, himself. I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from him because I mean, who knows? It's the the only step up from the Evolution Championship is the ASWF World Heavyweight Championship. Um, but that being said, I mean, you never know with ASWF. Absolutely, that is the most beautiful thing. That is the most beautiful thing about the ASWF. Alex, we're running short on time. We're going to go ahead and let you go, but we look forward to seeing you this Saturday night. Okie dokie. I will see you then. Good. Well, good night, ladies and gentlemen, uh, or Alex, excuse me. And uh, before we go, I want to go ahead and wrap things up. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to go ahead and make sure to be there. This Saturday night, Highway 201 or 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas at 7 p.m. But here's the important thing. The doors open at 530. Make sure to get there quick. Pay your $5. Kids six and under are free. And you'll be able to make sure you get a great seat to see some of the best action 
inside of the Mid-South. And for a quick update on all the things going on in the ASWF, I'm going to pass it to Cody. He's got something he wants to talk about that goes on before the ASWF and before people like D-Mike made their debuts. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got a few questions to ask. I mean, the questions are, have you ever wanted to to be involved with the pro wrestling as you know it as more than just the casual fan? Have you ever wanted to be the guy that makes the, the three count? Or have you ever wanted to be the be a an apprentice, almost a a leader somewhat like the infamous one double J. Or or better yet, I mean, have you ever dreamed of going to the top of the mountain? Well, right now, I want to – you're in luck. Right now, the ASWF training camp is holding training sessions. Usually, it's every Saturday before every show. However, for more information on pricing and dates that there is training – Message the ASWF themselves on the ASWF wrestling page. And, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for an opportunity to chase your dreams, I believe that opportunity is now. And, I mean, you just can't sit on this opportunity. Let, let's, let's make your dream become a reality. So hit up the ASWF training facility uh, and – with that, with the caliber of talent we have, uh, I mean, you can't go wrong. And, again, if for more information, message the ASWF wrestling page, and one of the company's representatives will answer your questions about about pricing and, and times and dates as soon as possible. Absolutely, and, Cody. Uh, we want to thank everybody uh, for listening. Make sure to come out this Saturday night. Uh, go ahead if you if that is your dream. Message the ASWF Facebook page and somebody will get back with you uh, at a at a more opportune time. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to Aftermath. Uh, if you got anything else for us? We're really short. Uh, no, sir. We are actually very short on time. Uh, again, I'm Cody Downs. This is my co-host. Uh, Michael Carnahan, we were we were all made a little bit great today, and we're just all I have to say is good night and hope to see everybody Saturday.